This following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... It can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And so I, I was saying to, oh, wait, uh, welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself. Oh, Mike, how are you guys doing? Are you sure you're Mike? This is what we call in the industry is doing a mic check. Uh, mic check, mic check. One, two, one, two. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm good. <laughs> I will be doing even better at this time next week because it will be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. And we are taking the week off next week. So no show next week. We hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving, those of you who observe the practice. And if you don't, then I just hope you have a darn good Steve. Yeah. Check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. On the right-hand side is our affiliates, like Biddy Boomers. Use code WeBeatGeeks for 15% off your purchase. Also, too, as you heard before the intro, use code WinGeeks15 for 15% off your purchase at Toink.com. And you, too, can get our pick of the week, which is Eric. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You were you were setting me up for it. Okay, so one of one scene in Avengers Endgame that probably was not intended to make me laugh really did. And that was when Dad Bod Thor just walks over to Stormbreaker and just like, you know, cracks open a bottle of beer on him. And now we can do that too. 
with the Marvel Avengers Endgame Stormbreaker Metal Keychain Bottle Opener. All right. Wield the power. Now you can keep your keys as safe as can be with this awesome Stormbreaker keychain that doubles as a bottle opener. <laughs> Great gift idea. Yeah. Purchase this keychain for yourself or gift it to the Marvel fan in your life. Yeah. Now, would there be a problem if there's a Molnir close by? I'm just saying, because you you know, Stormbreaker is a little jealous of Molnir. So, well, it's um, you hand off the little one to somebody else. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, also, to go back to our Instagram, uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and find out who won the Life Day giveaway that we did with Toink, which the prize was a Chewbacca robe and a ceramic Chewbacca geeky tiki. Nice little combination there. Yeah. And of course, we're we're, reco- we're recording on Life Day, which happens to be my Marvel Unlimited pip this week. <laughs> but there is something else special about this day as well. And that is on this day, 10 years ago, as we're recording, the We Be Geeks podcast debuted its first show. If it wasn't for We Be Geeks, we wouldn't be here today. Oh, cool. Sweet. And we hit our nine-year anniversary of this show back on November 3rd. Nine years. Nine years. I, I just I just love that this show started on my birthday. I'm just saying, I just think that's awesome. <laughs> November 3rd. Yep. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, is the name of a street in Memphis, Tennessee. In downtown Memphis, there's a street called November 3rd. Why, I don't know. But it is. I just thought that was cool, too. Is it because it was it was named and paved on uh, September 2nd? I guess. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> hey, just throwing it out there. It's Memphis. Anything can happen. That is true. Um, so uh, let's hit some news before we have Eric play 20 questions in regards to Black Panther Wakanda Forever with us. Um, First off, some comic news. We officially dropped. Um, it will come out in February. But Justina Ireland and Per Perez's Star Wars Sana Staros the limited series will begin in February. For those who are wondering who Sana Staros is, she is the one who was the long lost quote unquote wife of Han Solo. That was appeared in the early issues of the Jason Aaron, John Cassidy legendary run of Star Wars, which when Eric and I went to Celebration, we saw quite a few Star Sana cosplayers along with uh, Dr. Afra. A lot of Dr. Afras. A lot of Afras. We did see quite a few Sanas and they look great mm-hmm. as well. So, um, so yeah, she's getting a five five episode or five five episode five issue mini uh, starting February first. These covers look great for this. Uh, cool. Let me share with you guys so y'all can see. Uh, covers are at the bottom of the page. Okay. And they also have a couple previews, black and white previews of some of the pages. These these look amazing. I really dig the Twin Sun uh, cover. Yeah, the Twin Sun cover is probably my favorite out of it. And I, I really like the uh, the font choice, too, for for the title. Mm-hmm. It, it, it lo- that looks sharp. It, it's like unique enough to be, you know, for its own. 
that it is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's almost got a little bit of a retro feel to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, up next, Amazon is running a, did we talk about this already? No, no. I know what you're bringing up and yeah, no, we, we haven't talked about this. Um, this is a sneak peek into their 48 hour black Friday sale and the Lego sets that are available that are Marvel. Uh, the Marvel superheroes guardianship, 16% off, uh, Marvel Avengers, Iron Man, hall of armor at 20% off. Oh, uh, and those are the only two sets listed in this article, but I am checking Amazon's page. Uh, to see what see, else is listed. I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about something else. What's that? Amazon and Sony uh, together. That that's coming up next. Right. Uh, I will say I did get to go to the Lego store a week or two ago <laughs> and saw that Black Panther bus set. Yeah. With the Wakanda for or with the Wakanda pose salute. Yeah. 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 That thing's a lot bigger than I thought it was. Really? Yeah. So it's like almost like a full size bust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took pictures of it. Um, I'm gonna say check Facebook messenger here in a second yep there it is this thing looks incredible uh other lego options lego marvel collection for the playstation 4 the games are on sale oh. um most of them already but i am not seeing anything else oh and the you can also get the marvel studios guardians of the galaxy 2022 event calendar on sale Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool because one one the uh, couple of the items is a boombox with detachable speakers mm. and the awesome mix. The it looks like a Walkman. Oh, nice! With the, with the awesome mix, Drax is wearing a holiday sweater with Groot on it. <laughs> Groot's dressed like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Rocket has a has a big gun, big flame gun to use to roast the turkey. <laughs> um, yeah, some some really cool things in the set. And I want to say this is all based on um, on the holiday special. Because the only character that the only minifig that's not in this is uh, is Gamora, because well she's not in the show, right? So yeah, it's, it's a cool looking set. Uh, Nebula is wearing a holiday sweater as well with uh, oh who's on it? Oh come on, uh, Thanos is is on it. His head. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's a cool little thing. Uh, Mantis looks great in the set. Uh, Quill uh, looks good. So yeah, I mean it's a it's an impressive little set. So those are the Amazon Marvel offerings from Lego that's going to happen on Black Friday. Sweet, nice. So and of course they're killing me on the Star Wars end because they have the Death Star trash compactor diorama for seventy two dollars, normally ninety. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kill me. Kill me now. Um, so to continue over to what Kylan was alluding to, news broke today that Sony and Amazon Studios are partnering to produce a set of projects in a live-action Spider-Man TV universe, starting with the show Silk Spider Society. Uh, so 
the media questions that are coming about these series is how will it fit into the, the current Spider-Man franchise plans, which include the the Venom trilogy. No more, no more of us. I mean, Morbius and the upcoming mm-hmm. Madam Web event. Uh, the other question that seems to have sprung from the initial reports uh, reports and press release is how exactly Sony and Amazon will distribute these shows. I foresee these being Amazon Prime. That would be the only place I, I would see them. I mean... To start. To start. Yeah, right. And then after a while, I see them jumping over to uh, Crackle as well. Yeah. When they go to add uh, commercials into them. But there's apparently a new network coming called MGM+. Plus. Oh, my gosh. Which is apparently owned by Sony. I, you know, I was waiting for Sony to throw their hat into the ring and to, you know, and... Oh, my gosh. Actually, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. MGM+, Plus will be the new network channel name of what is currently Epic's MGM's uh, premium service cable channel. Mm-hmm. Or a... A la, care, a la carte digital channel add-on. Mm-hmm. With the MGM-Amazon merger, Epix is being rebranded and will relaunch January 15th as MGM+. Plus. Okay. So, Prime, Prime's going to be MGM+. Plus. No, no gonna it's going to be separate. Yeah, I think Prime's going to stay Prime. I think what will happen is... The shows that you see over on MGM, well, that they're on Epic slash MGM Plus, they're going to have, they, they, you will see them probably popping over onto Prime uh, after they've, you know, run, they, they've done their run over on, right. um, uh, because like they got a couple of really good series. Epics has some really good series on there right now, uh, but they're kind of they don't have any place else to go. So unless if you don't have if you if you don't have Epics or you don't have cable, that's it. I I, I don't. Um, well, I don't have that channel. But there's a couple of series that I I actually told Don that. Uh, I would be willing to do like the free week long subscription. So like once the show is done, you know, just you know, get the free thing and and binge it. But if this happens, you know, if if things work the way that I'm thinking it would, uh, those shows would have another place to go and right, you know, basically widen their uh, audience. Because uh, that's the same network that, um, what was that show? Pennyworth is on. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, I could watch Pennyworth on HBO Max as well. Yeah, exactly. I saw that. I was surprised. I, I was just on HBO Max earlier this evening, and I saw that Pennyworth was there. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. Um, now, more about Silk Spider Society. Uh, the writer or the the showrunner is Angela Kang, who uh, has been a writer producer in the Walking Dead universe. Um, and in this 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 show um, is will mark a partnership between Sony and Amazon in order to build a suite of live action television series based on the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, which includes over nine hundred characters. There's a lot. So, um, Silk Spider Society will debut domestically in the U.S. 
on MGM Plus, formerly Epics, followed by a global launch on Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Uh, According to Kang, in a statement she released, I'm beyond thrilled to be joining the Amazon Studios family for this next chapter of my career. I look forward to working with the executive team on diverse character forward water cooler shows for a global audience. And I'm excited to dive into my first challenge, bringing Korean American superhero Silk to life on screen. Uh, Silk is Cindy Moon, a character who debuted in Amazing Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man comics in the mid 2010s, created by writer Don uh, Dan Slott and artist Umberto Ramos. In a in the retcon origin story, uh, Cindy was a Korean American girl who was present on the class trip where Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. Spider. Afterwards, Cindy was also bitten and gained her own version of the spider-themed abilities. However, when Cindy was unable to control her powers, she was taken away by a would-be mentor, Ezekiel, and spent years training before being locked away in a facility with other spider-powered warriors in order, in effort to hide from the multiversal stalker of all Spider-Man warriors, Morlin. When Peter slash Spidey finally defeat Morlin, Cindy was freed back into the world and became the hero Sulk. Or Silk. God, what am I saying, Silk? Y'all are being way too quiet on this. I'm listening. I'm just, no, go ahead, Eric. I'm just listening. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to be seeing this in January. January? Uh, yeah. Wow, okay. I think. Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, the press release has no no date of when this is dropping. Just that it's going to appear first on MGM Plus and then on Prime Video. All right. So, okay. So, is it, does this mean that at some point we could expect to see Tom Holland show up? As Peter Parker, uh, or are, are are they moving away from from him? Because you know, I don't know because of the fact that um, Tom Holland just signed a multi-film deal with Marvel for for Spider-Man, right? Which I'm assuming is going to take him through the end of Phase Six. Now I don't know if his. I didn't look to see if his his uh, contract is similar to what Robert Downey Jr. had, or maybe there's no more Spider-Man films, but he's going to be making major appearances in different films. Right. Just as, I mean, a, just as an off guess, I'm sure he'll be in every single Avengers movie. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what other movie. I'm curious if he'll he'll appear in the Fantastic Four film. Awesome. I, there is a possibility only because, I mean, if you had, and I don't know they would do this, if they made either Reed or Sue like a guest lecturer or professor, you know, and then, you know, Peter's taking a class under him. But I don't know. I don't know if they would do that. Either that or <clears throat> he swings in to help and then we get and we briefly get Bagman. <laughs> I, I think that, I mean because at least in the in the in the books, Peter and uh, Johnny hang out. Yeah, you no. Know? 
So, you know, I don't know. It's a possibility. Yeah. I would love to see Batman. I would too. <laughs> it's just I don't I don't know where uh I, I don't I'm kind of looking forward to the series now that I've heard about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see where Sony's going with it. But I also want to know, too, how much with this, how much will, will they lend on Marvel for help? Or are they going to just leave it like they've done with, um, like they did with Venom and Morbius and, and just have these turn into, into, dumpster, into a dumpster fire? I mean, I mean, I hope not for the sake of the showrunner. I, I, I've seen like the Venom movies. They got lucky with Venom because of the chemistry between uh, Tom Hardy t- t- between Tom Hardy and the, whoever, however they they portray Venom. Like that is what the that is what really makes that movie. You know, Eddie Brock, the the, the interplay between Eddie Brock. And Venom. That, right. That's what makes that movie. Um, they got lucky that the whole buddy dynamic worked so well, but left to their own devices. And when I say this, I, I'm you know, if you guys disagree, if you you're mad at me, you feel free. I can take it. But I agree with you, Mike. Um, left to their own devices. I just don't think Sony can pull it off. I, I really don't. I, I think Sony wants to believe that they they have the resources and the talent available to do Marvel quality shows. And no, no. Um, although I have to admit, I would be curious to see what other characters do you have? Because I, I would not want to have an entire series of Spidey, a Spider-Man or, or Spider-based characters, either. I know there are other characters within that world, right? And I would like to see that as well. I don't want it to just be, you know, Silk and then Ghost Spider and then Miles Morales and 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 and. You know, yeah, you're so lucky someone's not on the show tonight. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I don't oh, no. want, I wouldn't want six different iterations of spider characters. But that's what it sounds like they're going to do. And, and I yeah. said what I, and the reason why I said what I did is because you said Ghost Spider, not Spider Gwen. Ah, <laughs> very touchy but, subject for for Zoe. <laughs> that I, 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 Marvel calls the character what they call it, and I go with that. I, well, I, I get you know they, they went from Spider Gwen to Ghost Spider to now it's Spider Gwen Ghost Spider. I, like, pick one. Come on, <laughs> stick with some. Thank you, Eric. The, <laughs> I, I can't. The, the the merchandise is the same way. You see some merchandise that says Ghost Spider, and other merchandise that says Spider Gwen. Make up your mind. You go with whichever version is selling the most merch. There you go. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Eric, your take on this whole Spider Verse TV series or TV universe? Um, my take is: you smell that? It's desperation. Thank you. <laughs> I just think, and this is why you see all these other streaming services come out 
with Plus, Discovery Plus, MGM Plus, you know, all these. Disney. Well, Disney had Plus before they did. And I'm just like, folks, you're just copying what has been done. It's kind of like the way that DC was just trying to crank out a cinematic universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like they had 10 years of watching Marvel do it do it pretty much the right way. So now they're trying to cram 10 years worth of development into 18 months. Right. right. Yeah, I'm I'm exaggerating with some of the some of the numbers and the timelines, but you know, you get the idea. And this is just what I see them doing now. I see, you know, the Spider-Verse TV series this really just trying to latch on to some of the popularity that the MCU TV series have had over on Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's they they work into an agreement with Marvel for Spider-Man mm-hmm. and do three great films. Better than what Sony could have done. And Sony banked off of them because of the agreement. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Venom and with the way the money must have been there for Venom box office wise, because the way everyone was criticizing the film, I was surprised to see Venom versus Carnage. I, I enjoyed the movie. Like, okay, I enjoyed the movie, not like at the level of, okay, I enjoyed the movie. Let's say that I enjoyed it better than Thor to Dark World. Okay. Um, but you know, what kind of got me there and what kind of kept me there more or less was the interplay between Eddie Brock and Venom. It's not a great movie by any means, but it's, it's a fun popcorn movie to watch. That's completely different than if we're talking about Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, right. uh, Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier. You know, that that's a different kind of viewing. Like, you know, it's like when those movies are on, I'm now I'm there. Uh, but I was, I, I expected to see a Venom 2, if for nothing else, because I felt like Sony wanted and needed Venom to be recognized as part of the MCU. Right. I'm hoping because of the end credit scene in No Way Home, Marvel is able to do something with Venom. Mm-hmm. And that it wasn't a setup of okay, we're now going to bring Tom Holland into the Sony films and ruin the credibility of his Peter Parker, his Spider-Man on the big screen. Because, oh, the character was so great in the MCU films. Now he's showing up in a non-MCU film and he's horrible. What's going on? Right. You know, I. from what I've heard, the second Venom film was a little better. Because it seemed like Sony paid attention to what Marvel was doing. And then they put out Morbius. <laughs> I was like, either the problem with Morbius was they didn't pay attention or it's Jared Leto. Or both. Okay. There was one, there was one shining light in that entire movie. And I wanted to, I wanted to like Morbius. I really did. Um, I will laugh if you say it was the credits. Oh, God, no. No, no. <laughs> no that was um, a great shining light. That meant the movie was over. 
I mean, I mean, okay, I, I could say that, um, but I would say, uh, hold on a second here. I'm going to make sure I got the name right. Oh, no. There you go. Uh, Matt Smith. So Matt, Matt Smith was the one shining spot in that entire movie for me. And only because he was such a, I mean, he, he was such an, um, he had a satisfying performance as the villain, you know, um, I, and you know, he kind of disappeared into the role. There are points where I forgot that it was Matt Smith in that role. Um, but like, even now that movie is largely forgettable to me. I still remember for the most part what happened in it, but that tells me a lot because if I, if I, if I sat in the movie, if I sat in the movie and I, the only thing I can actually account for is the lost time. And I can't really, I, if you were to ask me what was, you know, what happened, I might be able to pick out one or two things largely. That means that this movie was a waste of time for me. Um, there are certain distinguished competition movies that fall squarely in that category. I, I knew I was at the movie. I, I bought popcorn. Um, there might be one or two scenes that I remember, but how did I get from point A to point C? I don't know because my, my brain just said, okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know? Right. And that's what Morbius was for me. I I really wanted to like it. I really did, but I, start- I mean maybe maybe I'll go back and rewatch it again because I do remember kind of liking it because it felt like a nineties vampire movie. So there was that aspect of it, but I don't I'm not sure if that'd be enough for me to hold any more uh I tried. I tried. I, I couldn't. I, I just I couldn't. I mean, did you finish it? No. Oh, crap. Okay. No, because I couldn't. Right. I just, I couldn't finish it. Yeah, it's one of those movies that when you're watching it, you just can't help but think, I could be doing something else right now. Yeah, I will say that. And that's that's why I have such a hard time going to see movies these days. It, it's just none of them. I mean, I may say I'm looking forward to a movie, and I am. But I don't know. Avengers Endgame is the last movie I went to see in the theater. And as much as I may like seeing a movie's trailers, I just I can't bring myself to, A, spending ticket prices – Right. And B, it's hard for me to sit down long enough to watch a movie. Right. Well, I will say, I can't believe I'm admitting this. <laughs> I I got further into Fantastic Flop than I did Morbius. Oh, Thank you for wow. pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. I didn't wow. realize that was the phrase of the day for the self-destruct button. Hmm. You know I mean, it's bad when Fantastic Flop gets further in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay, so like I I I, I love going to movies. Like one that was one of the three things that I missed, you know, when you know, the pandemic hit and everything shut down. That's one of the three things I legit missed was that. Um, so I, I enjoy, I, I, I enjoyed the experience, the big screen, the big sound, all of that, um, which kind of makes it even more of a letdown when, you know, 
you go in and you know you're kind of built up. Yeah, I'm kind of hyped up a little bit to see this thing, especially when it's a character that is more of a B C level character, but this character is getting a movie, so oh, this is gonna be awesome. Let's see what they do with it. Right. And you know. Um but I also know that's just gonna happen, you know what? Uh, you know, so I don't know. Yeah, I think these days the worst you, thing you can do regarding a movie is to have expectations. And that's true too. Yeah. That that may be overly cynical of me to say, but <laughs> I, I mean, you have so many reboots of, and it's not just right now. It, we're let's go back about the past twenty years, where the rage has been to reboot or. "Quote unquote," reimagine mm-hmm. uh, intellectual you know, properties from when we grew up. Right, right, and just so many times, it's kind of like it's just it's disappointing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's true too. Um, I don't know. I mean, although I would say uh, last week, no, last week I you know we I went to see Black Panther: uh, Wakanda Forever. And like that was one of those movies that like I, I I I had I had expectations, but at the same time I went into it sort of like I don't know what the heck is going to happen here because of everything that surrounded this movie. No, because you had certain you you had a feeling the story was going to go one way because of T'Challa. We don't have T'Challa. So it's like, well, how do they handle that? Uh, how are we addressing Black Panther? What does the, how are things going to be between you know Namor and is are, are we getting the Namor that I know from the comics or this is a Namor that's more of an MCU? Because sometimes they do that with characters and what you know in the MCU is different from what you see in the comics, and that's fine. Um, and I, I would say not try trying to not compare Black Panther to Wakanda Forever. I try I try not to do that, but I I did come away from it completely satisfied with the movie. Um, and you know, but at the same time, it it, it kind of made me want to go back and watch Black Panther again. It, it wasn't it was a completely different experience. I will say that it wasn't like. Oh, you know what? I felt the way I felt after watching Black Panther. No, not at all. It's a completely different experience, but still, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. But uh, as some of my expectations were met, and some uh, expectations were just kind of like, oh, I didn't see that coming, you know? Right. So, which was, I mean, but all in a good way. And I know that there are some people walked out of that movie and they weren't, they didn't have the same feeling for. Wakanda Forever that they have for Black Panther. You know, Chadwick Boseman is big shoes to fill. You know, but also I think it's hard to not compare the two, you know. Right. Well, you and I saw the film. Eric has Mm -hmm. not yet. But Eric was initially saying, I'll just bow out. Y'all can talk about the film. No big deal. I'm like, no. Eric gets to play 20 questions. And yes, Mm -hmm. this is the road we're going down. So... Mr. Eric, shoot away. Bang, bang. All right. Uh, scale of one to ten, 
Where would you put Wakanda Forever, and where would you put Black Panther? Mm. Because I heard to, I heard earlier today, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it 84%, and audiences has given it 95%. Okay. So I guess what I'm saying, where would you put the original? Where would you put the sequel? And yes, Kylan, I am making you come to, even though you said you didn't want to. I in the proposed sequels better than the original theory. I I still put Black Panther over Wakanda Forever, but it's it's a very tight margin, and it it has nothing to do with the movie or the the way it was presented. It's more of I. I don't know how to describe it. Now, just remember, the 20 questions format was your idea. I know it was my idea. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not regretting it. Um, it I, don't, I don't know how, how to describe um, what. It's just, to me, I, I, f- I feel Wakanda Forever should get more recognition for the film okay. at awards time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it should highly be recognized for a lot of things. Uh, okay. I uh, see but, this is my struggle because for me, like I, to me, if on a scale one to 10, I would say black Panther is a 10. The original is a 10. Okay. What kind of forever. See, for me, it's like black Panther is 9.6 or 9.7. Kind of forever is 9.6. I mean, it's, and that's only going one decimal. That's only going one place past the decimal point. I, I would put Wakanda Forever at I would say nine point seven, nine point eight. But see, here's the thing: I agree with Mike that if we're talking Oscar, uh, Oscar nods, in a lot of ways, Wakanda Forever is a lot more deserving. <laughs> Of uh, of recognition, Wakanda Forever yeah. is is that superhero film that would get recognized. Yes, yes. And, and the only other film superhero film I could think of that got the same recognition was from DC, and that was uh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's going to get everything because of Chadwick Boseman. He passed away two years ago. Right. I mean, I mean, but it's how how they handle a loss of such a major character. Mm-hmm. This overshadows anything that was done in regards to Tony Stark in Endgame. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, much like, and this goes back to how Marvel cast their character, uh, cast these characters when they cast these characters. We see those actors as embodying those ideals, wherever those ideals are. Right. You know, in our heads, Chris Evans, if it, if if Captain America could be real, it's Chris, Chris Evans. Evans would be would be Captain America. Knowing Tony Stark for being the imperfect person that he that he was and the hero he becomes, that's Robert Downey Jr. Right. Uh, and, and that's just so true. And the thing and the thing is, Chadwick Boseman, he has like he, like in any role that you see him in or even when you would see him in interviews, he had a certain regalness about him. 
you could believe that if there was some news story that said, oh, hey, we found out that Chadwick Boseman really is the king of a country, but he walked away from it for uh, to become an actor. We could see that as being completely possible because he carried himself in that way. Right. So when he died, it was in a, a lot of ways for 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 us. Black Panther died too. Yeah. You know, he embodied T'Challa. Like T'Challa in the comics is Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah. You know? Um and, and, and so that death, because it was real, it, it carried over to the screen and it made that first ten minutes of that movie basically you relived that moment of his passing all over again and to and in that moment you got to kind of, you got to say goodbye. Well in a way, you know? Not only did Chadwick Bozeman's death in black you know T'Challa on the big screen. Mm-hmm. It carried over into the comics as well. Oh, yeah. Because did. that's when all of a sudden we saw the scramble for Shuri, Black Panther. Yes, yes. So. Yeah. And, and, okay. Go ahead. No, our, no. Well, I'll wait till you're done. I'm done. Okay. I, I've already lost what I was going to say. Okay. My follow-up question to this then. What do you say to the people who wanting T'Challa recast? Um, do you think do you think that Marvel took the right path in not recasting him? I'm going to say realistically, they did recast him. If you pay attention to the end credit scene, mm-hmm. there's a recast, but it's not a recast. We are going to have a future T'Challa. Yes. And it is T'Challa's son with Nakia. And I, 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 for one, because of Marvel's, uh, I'm not going to call it a policy, but Marvel generally does not recast like they, okay, so they recast for Rhodey, but that was, that was for completely other reasons. Yeah. Um, they will be recasting Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. But uh, obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. But uh, other than that, I think I, I, all things considered, if you were to recast that role, a different character brings a different feel to that character, uh, to, to that character. Like, OK, case in point, uh, let's 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 talk about Bond for a minute. Um, so Sean Connery's Bond is completely different from Roger Moore's Bond. Both of those are completely different from George Lazenby. I have to bring him, I have to mention him, even though he only did one movie, but... He's a Bond. He's still a Bond. I mean, so if you look at every Bond, even though that Bond is the same character, it's a different feel and a different experience with each actor that portrays him. Um, That would be even more so with Black Panther. I think that I, I think that Marvel wants to give its fans the same experience with each character, with each interaction with that character uh, as their story progresses. To bring in another actor to play that role, you're not going to gain the, get the same feel for T'Challa that you got in Black Panther or in Civil War or in um end game or you know and, and that's such a big part of it so and like my and, and to follow up with what mike said 
in essence, yes, they did recast with T'Challa's son. Um, so T'Challa does live on. Right. Um, and I think that is the best. I couldn't imagine a better way for them to do it, in my opinion, anyway. Okay. Uh, next question. And this is a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Giving them four parts. Huh. Namor and Riri Williams. Okay. Did they do them justice from the comics or were the comic versions better? Um, I personally feel the comic versions are better, but the versions we get with the MCU fit the MCU perfectly. I, I would say I felt like Riri, the version of Riri that we got in the movie felt pretty close to what we get in the comics. Um, there was a, there was a little I change agree. and it was okay. Huh? There was a little change, but it's okay. Right, right. Now, I would say, as far as Namor goes, um, the changes that they made in the, for the MCU version makes sense. Um, and uh, probably the thing that was a surprise for me was it was the first time I'd never. It was the first time that I didn't see Namor chasing a skirt. Uh, you know, but that wouldn't have, that that would not been allowed. Like I mean, because you know how he is in the comics, right? Yeah, but he, you're he, not going to see that. But he does a little with Sherry. A little, yeah, he does a little. You know, um, but uh, I, I would say I'm not certain that the comic version of Namor would have played very well on screen. Right. I could be wrong, but I don't I don't think it could have. I think the changes that they made to the character were changes they made so that the character would appeal to a wider audience. For so. for me, the only the only change that they made with Namor that I was a little disappointed in was the location. He's from Atlantis. Right. Here they had him from Telecon. Uh, Telecon. Which, okay, I understand you're moving him more Mayan-esque. But as we said, Atlantis could have been Mayan mm-hmm. era. I think because that of when... Oh, go ahead. You know, because of, you know, where, where was Atlantis and... and in the continents before the great shift mm-hmm. to put the continents where we know them at today. Cause we know that things changed as the earth was growing. Who, who's to say that, um, you know, Atlantis wasn't that is, is are we going to find out later that Talicon is Atlantis? Well, I don't think so. Somebody's freestyles alerting. Also keep it, keep in mind that Atlantis has been theorized to have been in several locations around the Atlantic Ocean, right. including uh, the Americas. Right. Now, I guess my other question is, did they make the change because DC beat them to the punch with Aquaman with Atlantis there? That's what I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I, no matter what, if Marvel didn't name more first, DC was still going to do Aquaman from Atlantis. Right. They were, but I also think it's more important for Marvel to make sure they set themselves apart. Um, it's it's the reason why Marvel took so long to do a Moon Knight series, because the number one thing that people say is that Moon Knight is just a Batman knockoff. And 
you know, they 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 don't want to ever be. It's one thing when you're talking about comics. It's another thing when you're talking about TV shows and movies. Right. And I think that that was a big uh, a big issue for them. Um, they didn't want to say, "Hey, we got you know, hey, we got an Atlantis too." Especially when this, when um, Namor is connected to such a big story. Right. They don't want that to be the thing that people focus on. You know. Right. That's just my guess, anyway. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, plot twist you didn't see coming. Hey, should we say spoiler alert? We should. Hold on. Yes. Let me get there. Spoiler alert. Oh, wrong one. Oh, spoiler alert. Um, plot twist that I did not expect. Uh, well, we already said spoiler alert. Mm -hmm. Tyler, I'm going to let you go first. See if you Uh, see if you know. Ross Everett and uh, Contessa DeFontaine being um, married previously. Yeah, I didn't see that one at all. Um, For me, the one I didn't see coming because I wasn't expecting. I I expected. I didn't expect it to happen in this film. The Queen dying. Oh, yeah. That was a surprise, too. So, I mean, with the film starting off with the funeral of T'Challa, which there's no Avengers there. I think well played because he he really wasn't an Avenger. The only Avenger, the only two Avengers I would potentially have wanted to have seen there would have been Cap and, and Bucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have seen Bucky there, likely, because in Falcon and Winter Soldier, they pretty much said, hey, you probably shouldn't come over to visit for a while. Right. Oh, you know what? I stand corrected. I said Ross Everett, and it's Everett Ross. It's Everett Sorry. Ross, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But to to get a second funeral in the film, yes, which which is which is fine because it helps carry along even more um, the plot or the um, the storyline of Sherry going from science to being a little religious again. Yeah, that I have to admit, and that was something that I struggled with was that not understanding that it is her personality now, but the way that she had just completely turned her back on her her culture's traditions. Yeah, like even in uh, the loss of her brother, like she wasn't even willing. She she was too much in her feelings to even try to acknowledge and that that was something that bothered me i'll admit um and i you know i but it was good to see you know that there was something that made her shift right you know and and that was great motivation for it to happen yes yes okay of the big three here, Shuri, Namor, and Riri, who got the best treatment in terms of writing, character development, and so forth? Shuri, okay. because yes, because absolutely. it because it was her film. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this movie had like two hundred fifty dollars, fifty million dollar production budget. And if you go by the old, I don't know if this is accurate, but uh, I've always heard that you've got to make three times your budget to turn a profit. Right. That mm-hmm. would equal $750 million at the box office. Uh, as of through five days, $204.8 million. Okay. With, with a Tuesday earning of $12.4 million. Okay. 
given how some movies lately, looking at you, Love and Thunder, just completely fell off the map after the first weekend, do you think that Wakanda Forever makes that $750 million mark at the box office? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to see what's coming yeah. out. Well, I know that for one thing, we got the Thanksgiving holidays coming up. Right. That's why. Um, that's why I'm looking to see what's coming up. Opening this week, right. uh, the menu I think can give it might take some uh, might take some away from Black Panther. Uh, she said no. Bones and all no. Bad axe no. The inspection no. EO no. Memories of my father no. Um, Taurus no. Not really. Uh, Fisherman's friends one and all no. Scrooge Christmas Carol. It's an animated. I know. And some of these I haven't even heard of because I haven't seen anything for. Um, I think the only competition for this week, truthfully, is going to be the menu. So you think it's going to get there? It's going to get closer. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can it get there? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think it's going to get there. Um, actually, I'm looking at a different list coming soon. That's the list I'm looking for. Um, the Fablemans, uh, Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery. Do you know that exists? A Devotion. Yeah, that's a that's a Netflix movie. That's gonna be straight to Netflix. Okay. Uh, Strange World from Disney, their new animated feature. Um, yeah, I. I, there'll be a dip, but I don't think it's going to be a, that big of a dip. Now, see, it's not it's not competition from upcoming movies that that worry me. It's just with with movies lately, particularly movies that have been under the Disney umbrella. Right. There has been a very huge drop off. Right. And so the question is, will this buck the trend? Can this keep going strong to work? reaches it i i think it can buck the trend uh for you know rotten tomatoes is saying 181.3 million but the other was through tuesday is more than that it was the 280 okay i yeah it's i i don't foresee it being i don't see it being that big of an issue just depends on how long they keep it in the theaters well, I guess I, I guess the studio's faith in the movie's ability to make money at the theater will will be reflected in how quickly it comes to streaming. Right, right. I I would say I think the earliest that we would see it go to streaming would be February. That's why I think I could be wrong, but that's why I think if it shows up on Disney Plus before February, do you think that would be a indication that it didn't perform as well at the box office as they would have liked? I, 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 not, I don't don't get me wrong. I am not trying to get y'all to say, well, this is going to flop. I don't. I don't think the word flop should ever be entering the conversation with this movie. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay, so I think that. Um, I don't think it would necessarily mean that they had that. No, that the movie underperformed because because I'm pretty sure that by time it goes to streaming, it's gonna it's gonna hit. Um, what we're talking about was say 350, but we're saying so. I'm pretty. I'm. I would be surprised if it doesn't hit the 350 by 
early early uh, December. I'd be surprised if it didn't. Um, so actually, but, the number that I that I put out there was seven fifty. Oh, seven fifty. Oh, okay. So because it, it it reportedly had a two hundred fifty million dollar. Oh, okay. Purchase. So seven fifty. So you triple that, right? And that's where you start making a profit off the movie. I would say, I w- I would think that between now and I think they would keep that movie keep that movie in the theaters through Christmas. Okay. Uh, so that's going to get you because you would have um, Thanksgiving um, and uh, and and the Christmas holidays. You're going to have uh, kids out of school. You're going to have. You know, college students home, all that. Uh, I, I would be surprised if they doesn't hit it doesn't hit that goal by Christmas. That's why I think um, if it and if it stays if it stays in the theaters long enough. Right. I can't see them yanking it out of the theaters uh, before Christmas. I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah. So no, no, that that that's. Well, we'll see. Okay. What is one plot point or character from this movie that you feel that you feel should be expanded upon or you want to see in an upcoming MCU project? Midnight Angels. Yes. Yes. I I would love to see them uh, either have their own Disney Plus series or be a part of a major, major series. I yeah, and actually I I second that because I, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, because we already know that Riri is getting her own series, so that's not even you know. Um, other than that, I can't think of anything else, man. I think I, I, the the Midnight Angels. I think that's what I would love to see. Okay, do you think the movie was too long, short, or just right? Just right. Just right. For for me, the 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 only parts that would be that would have been slow parts were only slow because of the tempo of the music, not because of the the action on screen. Mm-hmm. It felt slower slower because of the music, because of the soundtrack. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so so all right. Last question. Mm-hmm. What next for Black Panther? My guess. And I, 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 my guess would be we get a time jump and we get young T'Challa taking over the the helm. I, the, that's what I would like to see. I mean, I, I like Shuri's Black Panther is fine, but I never Shuri doesn't feel like that she really wants that role. I, I want to see Shuri have her Iron Man esque moment in like a A Force movie or series mm-hmm. that she's a part of, where it's the all female team, mm-hmm. just to give her a, a sense of, of being. Either that, or I would love to see her have more of a, a role in the upcoming Iron Heart series, even if it's not in the Panther suit. Mm-hmm. I think well, I think that's gonna happen. I I feel like you, she's got to show up at some point. You know, I would think anyway. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all the stupid questions I can come up with. <laughs> Kylan, final thoughts. Uh, uh you know, um, I felt like the I felt like that movie was a success on all fronts. Um. It definitely stands on its own. Uh, I think I would love to see 
Black Panther and Wakanda Forever. Like, I would like to watch the two of them side by side just to see what that feels like. All right. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Final thoughts. Mm, I got none. Then Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Uh, no, just time to go dark. 